Welcome into the Woods Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Woods. Tuesday, December 26th. Sorry it's late. Okay? Sorry. You know, I finally take a holiday to enjoy to myself, and all I can hear in my head is the 12 people that listen to this podcast going, where's the podcast, dude? How am I supposed to listen? I gotta go back to work the day after Christmas. My job hates me. I got a crappy life. Where's my stupid little 30 minutes of comedy? Ah! That's all I could think about, so... Don't think it didn't weigh heavily on me that I couldn't produce this free content for all 12 of my fans. I don't even know if I can say I have fans. I just have... Do I have loyal listeners? All you loyal listeners out there? It's kind of like an insult. You're my loyal listeners. Like my loyal subjects. Um, No, but I had to take the time for Christmas. I had to enjoy my Christmas, dude. Sue me. Okay? Sorry. Sorry I didn't... You know, sit here in my little 4 by 4 room with my little stupid little desk light, turn on my microphone, and do my little, hey, can you believe what about Christmas? Hey, can you believe they're trying to, it's it's Christmas Eve, not Adam and Steve. Am I right, folks? Ah. You know, that joke didn't hit as hard at uh, Christmas as I thought it would, to be honest. We were sitting there, and somebody was like, oh, it's Christmas Eve. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, it's Christmas Eve, not Christmas Steve. Everybody just kind of like, oof, and just kept eating. And they're like, does he still do that podcast? What a freak. That's life, man. So, you know. It's Christmas Eve, not Adam, not Christmas Steve. You know, I, never mind. I don't even know what I was going to talk about. Um, What's going on? How are you? How was your Christmas, honestly? Did you have a good one? I saw a lot of people online. I see people that have, like, these big families, and they all get together. Does it... Maybe it's just me and the way my family came about and has come up and has gone along over the last few, you know, years. But maybe it's me. So, you know, sorry in advance. But does anyone ever see, like, people post photos of their uh, Christmas holiday, and there's always, like, 30 family members wrapped around, and you're like, how do all these people get along does this not like does this not cause an issue how is it like if you put all my family in a room 10 people might leave dead or might not leave i guess that's just how it works i don't know how people have these large family gatherings of 30 40 people at christmas if you put my whole family in a room somebody's going to say something to piss somebody off or somebody's not going to talk to somebody or somebody's going to be holding a grudge about some real estate deal from a year and a half ago. I don't know. So that's just life, man. That's just life. But maybe that's, maybe it's my own family insecurities. But uh, no, I had a good Christmas, man. I drank a lot of eggnog. I uh, didn't really drink that much alcohol. Drank a lot of wine yesterday at Christmas because it was more of an uh, intimate setting with less people. We were just opening a couple gifts. There's a fruit fly in my house. How's that happen? Where do they come from? How the fuck does a fruit fly get in my house? There's only one. But you know if there's fucking one. 
There's a million. Um, yeah, I had a pretty good Christmas, I'd say. Eggnog. My buddy, Ryan, uh, got a good buddy. Got me this, the Oliva premium cigar calendar that I'm looking at, the advent calendar. I got him some cigars. My mom got me soap, which seems like a, like a what the hell kind of thing. Um, you know, but other than that, Dana got me some good gifts. I got a, got a new hoodie, new Cleveland Browns hoodie. A little old school. It's pretty sweet with the elf on it. Um, I believe this is a homage hoodie, free free ad for the homage people. This hoodie's pretty sweet. Uh, if you guys want to sponsor me, homage, I've spent enough money at your uh, stores over the last, you know, five years, ever since I got a debit card. So if you guys want to sponsor me, here's a free shout-out. Cleveland Browns homage hoodie. Pretty sweet. Um, but, yeah, I got some good gifts. We had a good time. The thing was, I showed up, I don't mean to say that guys have it hard, okay? I know it's not the best year to say that guys have it hard. Maybe that time has passed, but I will admit something. I showed up to Christmas with a little extra facial hair than I have had, kind of ever in my life. You know, I kind of didn't shave. Who cares? I wasn't going anywhere except for Christmas Eve. I don't really care what they think of me. I walk in, first thing, nobody goes Merry Christmas. Nobody outstretched hand. Nobody's handing me a drink. The first thing people say to me is, ooh, what's going on here? What's, what's going on with your face? Imagine if a woman was trying out a new hairstyle, and I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on up top? What's going on with up top? Or she put on a couple extra pounds. like, whoa, whoa, that's a choice. 30 extra pounds around the holidays? Hey, whoa. Could you imagine? Everybody is body positive until a guy has an issue. That's all I'm saying. Or like a change. That's what I'm saying. You could never do that for a woman. Could you imagine? And then I went on this whole tirade. And I can't believe they didn't stop me and throw me out and tell me just to take a walk. I went on this whole tirade about how... I've been seeing a lot of people on the internet. Uh, There's two guys specifically that got hair transplants. And that's fine. Do whatever you want. I think it's purely for vanity because everyone's... I'm fine with getting hair transplants. I can't believe they don't have the technology just to, like, add hair back and you have to, like, get a surgery, get the lines drawn in, go fly to Turkey and all this BS. I just can't believe they don't have the ability just to drop hair on your head. But nonetheless, I'm all good with, like, guys getting hair transplants and women doing Botox and women doing, you know, implants or guys, you know doing steroids, I guess. I don't know. What's the equivalent of guys doing... Do guys do Botox? I don't know. But I'm fine with every bodily change you want to make. I don't have the best hairline. If you want to fly to Turkey and get a hair transplant, that's fine with me. But I was listening to a guy's video, and he said it takes like six weeks to heal. And the problem is I work at a job. And everyone's going to know that my hairline went from here to here. Everyone's going to be like, what happened? I'll be like, well, it just grew back. Just grew back. And they're not going to believe me. Everyone's going to know what you did. Like when when I see like a girl who got a lot of Botox and now her face is like permanently, she's permanently happy. She's permanently just, hey, how's it going? She's just permanently like that. And we're, does she think no one knows? Does, does do the doctors lie to you? What What is that all about? Stupid fruit fly. Got it. That's what I'm fucking talking about. That's what it's all about, boys and girls. Mostly boys. I have no female subscribers to this podcast. If you're a female and listen to this podcast, 
Praise God. Um, but yeah, I had a great Christmas. I just thought about that, that one in this whole tirade in between just sipping on whatever drink I was sipping on. But yeah, I got some good gifts, man. I got some new pants. Probably going to wear them to work tomorrow. You know, look handsome as fucking get out. I'll fucking get out. I think there definitely comes a time in your life you have to realize that you're just not... What do all fashionable people have in common? Photogenic people have in common. They're just good looking. It's not that you're not photogenic. It's that you're ugly. Okay? I had to come to the realization with it. They're going to turn that camera around and they're going to be like, do you like the photo? And you're just going to have to be like, no, maybe from this angle. And from that angle, you're also ugly. You know why I can say this? It's because it's me. I'm the ugly person. And that's how it works. That's just life, man. Um, what else? What else? Why did else did I have a good Christmas? Oh, that's because the Cleveland Browns have saved Christmas. The Cleveland Browns saved Christmas. And I got to admit, I, I've never been more... I don't know if I'm numb to the Browns like this season because so much has gone wrong. You're just kind of always, you know, milling about. It just always feels like it's one step away from dan- from like everything fell apart for the Browns and somehow they're like literally the Cleveland Browns are the Randy Marsh. I didn't hear no bell meme. That's what they are. They they do not quit. They're like Rocky with the two swollen eyes against Apollo. They are just. It's incredible that they keep fighting back, and now they're in a playoff spot with a win Thursday, or with like you know all these other scenarios. But nonetheless, they are in a in the playoffs. This is something they've only done twice in my life. Now for the third time, they're going to make the playoffs in my lifetime. I don't think you're going to explain. There's only a few fan bases that I think can explain the level of mediocrity that the Cleveland Browns have faced in my life. I was born in 1997, and They've been horrible ever since 1999 when they came back. They've been legitimately horrible. There was just years where they were just 4-12, and 5-11, and 6-10, and 3-13, and 0-16, 3-1-15. It just was never good. And now it's like good with Joe Flacco. It's strange. It's really strange. But, it's, but it feels good. I mean, I can't lie to you. It feels like, hey, we're going to... You know, go to the playoffs. We feel like we can win a playoff game against whoever that number four seed is if we can lock up the five seed. And hell, who knows, you know? There's a lot of games between... There's a lot of time between now and that that first playoff game to see who's going to be healthy. Um, as we know, I just don't feel like any injury can derail the Browns anymore. I just don't feel like anything can can knock the Browns off. They're, they feel pretty... They feel like a car that you're driving... Like, you, you never know a guy that's got, like, a 30-year-old truck that just, like, always starts, and whenever you need a pickup truck, you're like, oh, call call Jim Bob. He's got a fucking old Ford. And he shows up, and the thing's kind of leaning to one side. You're like, what happened there? He's like, ah. And he just starts loading shit in the back. You're like, what what's going on? Why is it leaning like that? He's like, ah, I don't fucking worry about it. You get in the door. He's like, you got to hold the door closed. You got to hold the door closed. It's not going to shut. He's like, how did you get here? Yeah, I, re- I laid across, held it. 
I have some yarn over here. That's what the Cleveland Browns are right now. They're just a whole mess of duct tape and, and Gorilla Glue and all the above. But they're doing it, man. Feels good. I can't lie. I cannot lie. It feels good. Mainly because usually the season's over by now. You know? I, I don't I think I've only watched meaningful football twice past Christmas that I can remember. That I vividly remember meaningful football twice as a Cleveland Browns fan post Christmas. So, you know, what do you want me to do? Complain? I'm not gonna complain. I don't complain about winning ever as a Browns fan. That's how this works. You don't get to complain about wins. You don't get to say, oh, but Deshaun Watson's owed all this money and blah, blah, blah. You don't get to say that. You don't get to worry about next year when this year's going so right. Don't ask questions, okay? Don't ask questions. Just enjoy winning if you're a Browns fan because we remember, I feel like people have a short memory of a team that didn't win four, only won four games in three years. Now they've won like four in a row or something. With Joe Flacco at quarterback, something I never thought I'd say. What a what a what a time, you know. If you would have told me Joe Flacco was quarterbacking the Browns in September, I would have told you, "Run me over with a car," or put the drugs down, and I would have just looked at you and went, "Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare." What else is going on, dude? Did you guys have a good Christmas? Did you watch any good Christmas movies? We watched like Home Alone. Of course, classic. We watched some Santa Clauses. The thing about... there's, I know it's a movie, so all of this is going to be worthless, but like Home Alone has so many like gaps in just the story. There was an attempted... like. If you were going to break into a home, say you were the wet bandits about to break into a home in the Home Alone movie, and you're walking up and you get shot with a BB gun in the face and in the private parts, I feel like that's enough for me just to be like, okay, I don't want to break into this house enough. Or you're walking in the house and you step on a nail. Or you get hit in the face with a paint can. Or you get, you know, burned on, the, on your hand by the doorknob. Or you get lit on fire by a blowtorch, and then you get tarred and feathered. I feel like enough of that, I'd be like, okay, I don't want anything to do with this. See ya, there's easier break-ins across the street. That would be me. I would just, maybe that's why I'm a bad burglar, but you could not burn me enough to make me want to keep going after an eight-year-old, or whatever old he was. And then if some kid is in New York, in Home Alone 2, how, how is he getting all this stuff? A credit card? I know it was different back then, but just like he booked a hotel room. He threw a, uh, no one was around. Like the funniest thing about Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is that Kevin is just like legitimately alone in New York. Like he's literally, like somehow he's throwing bricks through a, a busy storefront window while people are breaking in. And he's the only one outside, and then they jump and then get, you know, beat up. And then he's, you know, he's in a big brick house. I don't know what those are called. Brick front, you know, whatever. And there's just fire, and he's lighting something on fire, and people are just, you know, asleep next door. Huh? There's no cops. There's no passerbys. I feel like I can't go outside my house without somebody looking at me funny. Maybe I live in a bad part of town, but... 
maybe it's just me. I'm thinking too practically practically about Christmas movies. And the other thing about Christmas movies, the bad thing about Christmas movies is I feel like a parent has to die in every Christmas movie for it to be good. And I don't, I don't like it. I skip those ones. Like Jack Frost, pass. I'm not doing it. I don't. I, I start to well up in the eyes. I'm not afraid to admit it. I cry at Christmas movies when they're sad. Maybe I avoid watching a lot of movies because of the uh, the emotional, the emotional parts. I don't want to be sad. Is that enough to to not watch Christmas movies? I don't want to be sad. <laughs> I was thinking about my past Christmases because, of course, you know we're sitting around the table. And people were like, what's your what's your favorite Christmas gift? What's the best Christmas gift you ever got? And I was thinking, I just have a bad memory. And I was just thinking, like, was it the Xbox? Because my dad would do this thing. I don't know. It's, I think it's the old Christmas story, the, a Christmas story thing he would do, the joke. Where I'd open all the gifts, and I'd have all this stuff, and I'd be happy for it, right? My parents taught me to be, you know, excited when you get gifts or, you know, thankful and all that. And I was just like... Uh, my dad would be like, oh, it must be all the gifts. And then I, I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. You know, I'd get, start packing it up, taking it up to my room or whatever. And he's like, oh, I think there's one thing behind the couch. And I'd go back there and it'd be like the big gift, right? The the Xbox and all the games or whatever it is. So I don't know if I have one thing. I think I just have a story. So what is your guys' favorite Christmas gift? Send an email, ryanwoodspod at gmail.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Into the Woods Podcast on YouTube. Um... Follow me at the links below, of course. Tell me what you think. Tell me what your favorite Christmas gift was. I think it probably was the Xbox 360. I think that's what it was. That had to be my favorite gift. Because you could still... I was... It was right before you could play everything was online gaming. I don't know if gaming passed me by. I don't know if I'm an old man... But just the addiction to like every game needs to be like an online pay to play. You got to know all this stuff. Like I miss just plugging a game in and playing like a a Madden franchise or a 2K association mode or MLB whatever franchise mode. I don't want to like or Call of Duty you just play online for mindless hours. I don't want to like learn a new thing. That's the problem. I'm just an old person. Every game is just addicted to, like, online stuff. So now, like, they don't care about offline players, so I'm kind of out. I'm not going to lie. I think I've just... I'm just over the video games. I couldn't learn all the buttons. I don't have quick enough hands. I don't know. I'm just a fucking loser when it comes to video games. I'll never understand it. Like, the story games. Like, I'm just not... I'm not doing it. I'm, I was more of a sports gamer, but I would play a lot. I'd play a lot of video games. My dad would get so mad at me for playing. I always thought he was a hypocrite because I'm like, well, you bought it for me. <laughs> I was probably an asshole to argue with as a kid. Your parents get mad at you for playing the Xbox too much, and you're just like, well, you fucking bought it. I mean, what do you want me to do, not play it? He's like, ah, fuck. That's what they would do. Just scream at me. We did do a... Uh, we did do a uh, charity, I guess. I don't know if it was a charity. It was more like a volunteer event for something last week at the Brown Stadium. Like, I don't know what it was called. Fuck. So was I even there? It was like this whole, like, 
Christmas uh, village thing where kids got a chance, kids and families of, you know, lesser privilege would come in and they would, um, kids would come in, the parents would get to go shop for them, right? They'd get to go take some gifts home. So I was standing there as a volunteer, the parents would come up and they'd be like, oh, can somebody come with me to shop? And I'd be like, okay. And I'm going in, I take this little, uh, this little baby, woman and her baby would come in and they we went and got you could pick out a stocking. And I was just thinking to myself, you don't realize all the things you have and all the things you were mad about as a kid. Like, I don't know how to explain this, but, you know, I would, I'd ask the people, you get to pick out a stocking per kid, like one stocking per kid. And I'd be like, oh, do they have stockings at home? Like, And she would be like this one woman who had two kids was like, no, they don't have stockings at home. And I'm just like, what a crazy... What a crazy thing, right? Because I was telling her the story. I would, I would try to tell her the story of like, oh, I, uh, you know, my mom got me this Disney, this uh, Mickey Mouse stocking from the Disney store when I was younger, and I just kept it my whole life. And she was like, oh, that's sweet, blah, 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 you know, and she's like telling me this whole story. And then I'm like, oh, what else do your son, and she had these kids, I'm like, what are your sons like? And she's like, oh, she's like, they like sports. I'm like, oh, I remember the favorite gift, favorite gift I would ever get would be a gift I could get with like my brother, right? Like a like a football or basketball, soccer, whatever it had to be, we would just play with it nonstop. And she was like, oh, you know, it'd be great, like a soccer ball, because I just broke their other soccer ball in accident. And I was like, oh, my God. I started almost welling up in tears. Honestly, I was so, I was so sad. I'm playing cornhole with this little girl. She was cooking me. She was like, I can get 20 in a row. I'm like, oh, yeah. So she got like four in a row and she missed the fifth one. Then she made the next one and she just goes, five. And I'm like, I don't think you know what in a row means, but you're doing a great job. <laughs> ah, kids, you know. <sighs> Fucking nightmare. Just being there, sad and shit. I left with a whole new perspective. I don't even think I talked all the way home. Which would be different for me if you asked Dana. I'm trying to think, did Dana and I do anything else this weekend? No, she hasn't been feeling good today. She's got a tummy ache. <laughs> She's a tummy ache survivor. Uh, people don't know how brave you have to be to go to Christmas Eve with a tummy ache and see your family. They don't want to talk about how brave you are. Just know that. If you have a tummy ache out there, you're a tummy ache survivor. Cheers. Sir. So, be brave, tummy ache survivors. Um, <laughs> did go to a golf simulator this morning, and it reminded me. I went to a I went to a golf simulator, and all was well. You know, teeing it up. I got this new driver, this really nice new driver. Um, finally gave up on the wooden clubs, or the wooden driver at least. And I'm in there. We're you know we're shooting. We're going to Pebble Beach. Me and my cousin. We go to Pebble Beach. I'm getting in the simulator. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be easy, right? No conditions, easy. And all the golf simulator did was remind me how bad I am at golf. It just reminded me that I suck at golf. I like I like the idea of golf. Golf is so much better in theory than in real life. I think we need to start a dialogue. For most people, golf 
is more fun to think about. I have a great time thinking about golf, looking at golf clubs, thinking about how how my driver looks, you know, cleaning my golf clubs, thinking about golf and then, you know, wondering about setting up the tee time and all that stuff is so much fun. But you know what really isn't all that fun? Golfing, because I suck. The hardest thing about golfing is golfing. And that's a problem. I think people don't don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about, oh, it's so fun. Oh, oh, oh." no, no, I suck at golf. So it's really not all that fun. Why don't you try to get better, Ryan? Why don't you shut the hell up? How about that? There, problem solved. Watch your mouth. I got to go make dinner. I think that's the end of the podcast, huh? You guys happy with this one? Probably not, you know? Do we have another podcast before the end of the year? Or will we be coming? This is the last 2023 podcast? Let me look at the calendar. If the calendar app ever loads, this computer's going to be giving me some problems. They put the hit out on me. No, it looks like my first my first podcast will be New Year's Day. Maybe we can do it on New Year's Eve. We'll see what Dan and I are up to. I feel like we did one a while ago on Christmas Eve in my, my parents' house. Oh, happy Kwanzaa to all those who celebrate, whatever the fuck that means. What is what is Kwanzaa? Let's do that before we get out of here. Let's, let's respect Kwanzaa. Put some respect on Kwanzaa's name. What? I feel like I've probably done this before. What is Kwanzaa? What is Kwanzaa? It's also Boxing Day for you Canadians. Um, here's a Kwanzaa Principles. Kwanzaa Principles. The celebration of Kwanzaa consists of seven days of celebration culminating in a, in a feast and gift-giving. You may have some idea about the holiday, but do you know exactly what the seven days of celebration? You got unity, self-determination. I'm not saying the words that are really associated with it, just to, uh, you know, be respectful. But there's unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility, purpose, creativity, and faith. Would you look at that? Happy Kwanzaa. We got the Zawadi, which is the gifts. We got the Unity Cup, which is the Kikomba, Kikomba, Cha Umja, or the Makeka, the Vimba, the Vimnuzi, the Mazao, and the Mishumama Saba. Okay. Well, since I butchered that, I think we can get out of here. Yeah, I think that'll do. Huh? Hope you guys have a good end of your year. Have a good happy new year and all that. Uh, what else? Do you know? Did you ha- start a New Year's resolution? I got some. Maybe we'll talk about them next week. Maybe we'll get Dana on, huh? And then we're going to get some guests for this podcast. Oh, the New Year's resolutions are the same as they've always been, right? Make the podcast better. Will it ever happen? Stay tuned. How about that? Stay tuned. Stay tuned.